0: Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. But as I sometimes do, because hey, it's my program, I get to deviate from that. And so we're going to have so much fun today talking to Dr. Natalie Forrest about how we can revolutionize our life our way. So welcome, Dr. Forrest.
1: Well, good morning and welcome. And we can still be socialites while we're talking about revolutionizing everything.
0: This is true because we we use social media so much anymore that, you know, everything just trickles into it or goes in by gush into it, you know, all those various <laughs> things. So I'm sure we'll get a little bit of social media in here.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. Yeah, you know, I, I just love your energy, the way that you talk, whether it is right now or when we first connected, I just love your whole energy. You're so upbeat. So normally I'm the upbeat person. I'm I'm trying to catch up right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. I as as many of my listeners know, the the, the station is Mile High Radio, obviously. Um, but I'm now here in Atlanta and the first couple of programs I did down here, people came up to me and they said, darling, y'all need to slow down. No, no, never. (laughs) And so I do have to tone it back a bit because, you know, especially when I'm having fun talking with somebody, Mm -hmm. the enthusiasm just comes out. Yes.
1: I know exactly what you mean. I feel the same way. You don't want to stop and, you know, you interrupt (sighs) each other and all of that good stuff.
0: (laughs) Right, right. So before we really get caught up in all of this, let me tell folks just a little bit about you. Mm-hmm. So Dr. Natalie Forrest is the CEO and an international executive consultant, best-selling author, keynote speaker, and mentor. Natalie is America's leading expert in personal performance and is the founder of Success Revolutions and Revolutionize Your Potential a series of educational trainings for individuals and corporations across the globe. She engages leaders, corporate teams, and entrepreneurs to identify consistencies for their success. Her engaging methods and techniques increase productivity, teamwork, retention, resulting in higher profitability, authentic fulfillment, and less stress. Mm-hmm. Natalie is a sought after speaker and has participated in numerous conferences, events, TV, and radio shows across the nation. As a host, she has been in the top three for Voice America. Natalie's keynotes, Collaborative Individualism, and The Hidden Power of Patterns, have facilitated numerous breakthroughs for all that were fortunate to work with her, leading them to a life of abundance, clarity, and directed purpose. Her latest book tackles the revolution of our lives head-on and is called Revolutionize Your Life, Your Way, Unlocking the Hidden Power of Patterns. Natalie's passion for positive progress in the world is self-evident in her leading role as executive director for the Women of Global Change, a premier humanitarian organization working on positive change across the globe for years. She has also accepted the voluntary role of vice president to the local chapter of the Alliance of Women in Media in Washington, D.C. in January of 2016. Ah, Wow. Breathe. I know. So cool. So cool. And, you know, as is frequently the case, you and I have never met. And so this is going to be so much fun to get to know more about you.
1: Yeah. I can't wait. Can we talk about you now?
0: No. (laughs) It's funny, I have done actually a couple programs where I'm the interviewee, but nope, nope, today you are on the hot seat. I can take it. I can take it. Give me some heat. All right, all right. Well, let's just jump right in by talking about your book because (gasps) I haven't read it. Oh, no, you haven't? I know, and I try to always read the books that my guests have written, so that just means you have to give us an even better summary and synopsis. So tell us, first of all, talk to us about why you even wrote this book.
1: Woo, those are a lot of hear. questions. Okay. Um, See, so you're asking a historian. I'm a historian by trade. And now you're asking me to lay out the history of how I wrote the book. So um, let me tone it down from there. First of all, I'm going to send you one or give you one when I'm down in Atlanta in person. Okay. Perfect. But um, the reason why I wrote this book is, is very simple. It is partially just reflecting on my own journey, I must admit. But it's also reflecting and putting into one small book, one small, not a guide, but an introduction to our lives, putting all of that in from my experiences that I've had up until now, and you know, I've, I've had a life. So it's right. You know, I've, I've dealt with lots of people, and especially as a college instructor, uh, you deal not just with students from all lines of uh, socioeconomic, ethnic, and other backgrounds. You also deal with staff, you deal with colleagues. So mm-hmm. it's really a reflection of my life, the life of my friends and, and family members, as well as everybody that I've helped along the way. Um, And when I say reflection, you know, this is not like one of the books where you sit there and you go, oh, my God, this is so boring. I promise (laughs) you it's not that. But that is what influenced the writing of this. And I realized uh, at a different radio show probably about maybe three years ago, um, at the very end of that conversation, the, the hostess asked me, she said, so, and I don't know where that was coming from. She said, so, do you consider yourself a revolutionary?
0: Ah. and honestly,
1: at that point in time, I had never thought about it that way, but that mm-hmm. started the whole process. And so connected with, you know, the way that I've been doing things my whole life, whether it is, you know, being a woman in a man's world, being a white mm-hmm. person, a black person, I mean, whatever you have, I've always done things that seem to be a little weird. And I'm using that term on purpose. And then uh-huh. I realized that part of the reason for that is because I don't necessarily live according to the social conditioning. Okay. And so that's what I really mean when we're talking about revolutionizing your life. There is social conditioning and some of it is necessary, granted, you know, the laws of the land, necessary, granted, Mm -hmm. but we don't always have to keep up with the Joneses. We don't have to have a family at at age of 25 because that's what everybody else wants us to do. We have to live our lives. And Mm -hmm. so that's really where that comes from, you know. Me having sidetracked at some point, you know, starting Mm -hmm. life and realizing, "Whoa, whose life am I living here? I got to get out." And Mm -hmm. then really reformatting my life, getting back into life, figuring out my purpose, realizing that I have potential beyond what society told me,
0: Mm -hmm. realizing
1: that I have much more of gifts and talents than remaining, for example, in the college environment, which is a safe mm-hmm. place to be and, you know, right up the college. So obviously mm-hmm. that was a great place, but getting all of that out of there. And so mm-hmm. that's where the revolution is. And okay. if everybody was just beginning to look at their own lives and really asking one crucial question, whose life am I living? Right. Then I think we'd have a lot more revolutions, but more importantly, We'd have a lot more happy people. Right. And that's really what I'm going for here. Mm -hmm.
0: You know, and and in so many cases, it tends to be women. And obviously I'm generalizing and stereotyping, but it's women who fall into the role of making their lives into to what society or their family or their friends mm-hmm. think it should be. You know, and, and there's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's certainly nothing wrong with being so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's mm-hmm. wife. But when that becomes our whole identity, that's where it, you know, I, I have problems with it. And and so I love the fact that you're saying, you know, it's, it's okay to break out of that and find out who you are. Yeah.
1: And, you know, but you mentioned also something else, because very often, you know how it is. We both do shows. We've both been on shows. You know, there are the questions about, well, who should be an Should everybody be an entrepreneur? Or the question, well, how do I get to be well-known and in the public eye? Honestly, mm-hmm. to both of those, I say not everybody needs to be. Right. I'm a very much a proponent, and I hear you say the same thing. I'm a proponent of whatever your purpose is, we need moms, stay-at-home moms. Mm-hmm. We need carpenters. We need politicians. We need, we need the whole array of things. Right. So don't just right. do something because somebody else says so. You know, It doesn't matter how much limelight you have, how much money you have. What really only matters in the end is that you're happy because then everything right. else falls into place. Right.
0: You know, uh, some of the the people who I know who are the most satisfied with their lives Mm -hmm. are the moms and the housewives. And and the only thing that bothers me is when they say, well, I'm just a mom or I'm just, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. And, but they are, I mean, that is their family is everything to them. And, and, you know, um, that is, is, definitely a good thing yes. um but they're very happy with that and and it bothers me when somebody says well but but what else do you do exactly that is so No they important. don't have to be an else right yes. yeah yeah and, and you know but
1: but that goes back to the idea uh, of social conditioning really Right. You know, because you're supposed to do all of this, and only people who are on TV, only people who have a big billboard or who make a million dollars are important. Well, that is right. so far from the truth.
0: Honestly speaking, I think some of the time they're the least important people in the oh. world. Well, and I think many times they're the, the most unhappy. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. There was a commercial, and this just popped into yeah. my head that it was on, ooh, uh, maybe in the 70s. Uh huh where it was the the woman who not only brought home the bacon but she cooked it you know and, and all of these various things and and it was showing that she she could do everything right. and i think the problem comes in that we can't mm-hmm. you know it, it, you it, sure you might bring home the bacon but you burn it you know or <laughs> you know all these various things and and i think that is part of revolutionizing your life is figuring out okay what can go, right. you know, maybe I'm not the volunteer. Maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go buy cupcakes for my kid's school. I'm, I don't have time to make them. I don't know how to right. make them, you know, and, and it's perfectly fine to do that. Yes,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more.
0: Well, now in the title of your book, you talk about unlocking the hidden power of patterns. Yes. Okay. We're not talking sewing patterns. Uh uh -uh. (laughs) What are we talking about with patterns? Patterns are
1: all of the behaviors that we engage in on a daily basis. And we all have them. Mm -hmm. The challenge is to identify our subconscious ones Mm -hmm. the conscious ones are easy you know you can say well driving this route to work doesn't work so you Mm -hmm. change that pattern that you've had for two years three years whatever okay Mm -hmm. the subconscious ones are actually the ones who keep us in the in the spot that we're at who keep us uh away from moving forward Mm-hmm. in being ourselves, in revolutionizing, in just stepping outside and embracing the unique gift that each of us is. Mm-hmm. So for example, and I, I have this one in my book as well, because it's one of the most prominent that's always in my head. I never wanted to be an entrepreneur, but you know things happen, and apparently right. that was what I was called to do. Mm-hmm. And then for years, I was wondering, I said, what is going on? I'm, you know, I'm, I'm helping, I'm serving, I'm providing excellent content. I mean, people are so mm-hmm. happy to work with me, but I'm not making any money. I can barely survive on this. Ooh. okay. Mm-hmm. And so then one day, you know, as we sometimes do, you sit down, you meditate, you pray, whatever your, your focus is when you just sit down and try to figure out what in heaven's name is going on. And there was this one thing that came to my mind, which is an amazing skill. I was very blessed. My mom taught me to survive on little. Mm, so mm-hmm. my, my brother and I, we can survive on little. We're not materialistic beings. You know? mm-hmm. If we have something great, if we don't have it great, we know the value of the human being. So we can right. survive on little. Mm-hmm. So what does that do to you, that subconscious pattern of being able to survive on little? Ah. See, you're never going to mm-hmm. ask for the money that you need to live. Right. You're only going to ask for the money that you need to survive. Mm. And the, the other aspect, of course, that is, I don't want to talk about making money the whole time, but if I can barely survive, then who can I support financially on other ways? Right. So, you know, all of that combined. So it took me you know, a couple of years to realize that that very, very cool skill that my mom gave me. It's still much needed, but mm-hmm. let's face it, I needed to modify that pattern a little bit right, so right. that I can actually now make the money that, that I deserve for the value mm-hmm. that I provide and use a lot of that to help others who are a little more uh, in need than I am. Right. right. You know, that's one of the patterns that I talk about. And there are so many, half of them, or actually about 63%, we're not even aware of. The stuff that we watched when we were growing up Mm-hmm. You know, mom and dad talking or just mom talking, all of those are the patterns, the little thoughts or in uh, in energy healing, you would call them crystals. I mean, there are all these different terms for it that are somewhere in your subconscious mind and they mm-hmm. are the ones that determine where you're going and where you're not going.
0: Right, right. It's that little voice in our yes. head that says, oh, you can't do that or wow, go for it. Uh, exactly.
1: That's exactly
0: it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, how do we work on changing those patterns? Well, <laughs> no,
1: it's uh, there are some very simple uh, procedures to do that. You got to find a way to be aware of them. Okay. Okay. So, usually, what I recommend um, is that, that you start just a very simple kind of, of journal, writing down what you do on a daily basis. Okay. Okay. And then you definitely need one or two people to look at it mm-hmm. uh, because there are things that you know the conscious ones and the ones that you're not aware of the ones that mm-hmm. you're not aware of will usually show up uh in ways such as pushing someone's buttons um things where you just freak out or get emotional about and you're not sure why okay. And you're sort of on autopilot with that and i'm sure everybody knows how to push someone's buttons or realizes their buttons are being pushed so you need somebody who can alert you to that So Mm -hmm. let's say, you know, my husband comes home and uh, says something and I just go, what are you thinking? Mm -hmm. And he looks at me like, "Uh, I don't know. So what just happened in that interaction? He just walked in the door, was happy to see Mm -hmm. me and I'm having this reaction. So one of the words that he used Mm -hmm. probably is connected to a subconscious pattern or subconscious experience that every time Mm -hmm. I hear that word. I get psychologically entangled in, Ah. but I'm not aware of that. Mm
0: -hmm. So I need
1: my husband or somebody who's looking at my notes to tell me, why did you react like this? What happened here? Mm -hmm. And that's the start. Mm -hmm. And the first one or two are a little more complicated in the sense, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes a little more time to really figure out what's going on. But once Mm -hmm. you have the first one or two and you always decide, do you want to mix them up? Do you want, want to modify them? Do you want to eliminate them? But once you start mm-hmm. on that process, you know, and I've got worksheets that make it pretty simple, I think. But once you mm-hmm. start that process, then it gets easier and easier. And you begin right. to realize how amazing you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, that's right. how and- really the process works in a nutshell version.
0: And and we're not saying again that the patterns are bad. Mm. You know, you just need to recognize them. And and sometimes it it is you know deciding you know is is this something that I need to change? You know, you were mentioning the husband. Well, maybe you know the you know he comes home. He says, "Hi, honey. What's for dinner?" Right. You know, he thinks that's cute. He thinks that funny. And you're thinking, "What? I'm you know I worked all day. I now right. have to cook." Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and yeah, and you know, and, and I think in many cases we do leap to those conclusions. You know, I'm I'm, my, you know, my husband is, is very funny. He doesn't like to be encountered with, you know, he, he wants to come in and he doesn't really even like to say hi. You know, he's very focused when he comes Mm -hmm. home on what he's doing. And that used to bother me. I mean, I wanted him to basically say, hi, honey, how was your day? Blah, 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 blah. It took me like 20 years (coughs) to figure out. Okay. It doesn't matter. You know, he's, he's not snubbing me. He's Mm -hmm. not being rude. That's just how he is, and you know, give him ten, fifteen minutes to wind down from driving in the Atlanta traffic <laughs> is usually the problem. Um, and and then he's able to say, oh, you know, here's here's what happened on my day, what happened on yours, right. all those various things. But sometimes it, it is a matter a matter of picking your battles. Yes. Um, you know, d- is that something you know? And and a lot of times that that happens with bosses or with employees. Where, you know, they have a certain way of doing things. And, you know, maybe it's that, that the boss always interrupts you. Right. You know, and, oh, my okay. Does all right. Yeah. Is it a battle that you need to fight? Maybe yes, maybe no. Um, but your pattern may be that you got into deferring and always letting that happen. Um, and
1: there's actually something more to it, Deb. Um, okay. What you're saying is absolutely correct. But if you look at it, or end, if you look at it from a different perspective, mm-hmm. why do we want someone else to acknowledge our day? Right. Right. And that goes back mm-hmm. to the idea, does another person complete you or not? Yes. So mm-hmm. very often that has to do with our lack of self-love and our mm-hmm. lack of self-confidence. Right. right. Which again right. is a pattern that was introduced to us when we were growing up. Mm-hmm.
0: and And especially yes. as women. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's funny, just yesterday I saw a post on Facebook and you yeah, see look there we <laughs> brought social media back in um, Yay. and and it was you know it was it was an image mm-hmm. and it was a lovely woman and but the the text was saying something along the lines of I do not need a man to complete this. yes and so the the person who posted it and I got in a, in a little conversation oh. about it because I thought that was it was very good. I yeah. mean you know I, I liked it, but she was posting it. Because uh, she was trying to actually subtly reach out to someone who was in an abusive relationship, okay, and and she was trying to say, you know, for for anyone in an abusive relationship, that you do not need that man to complete you. You know, yes, it right. might be hard being on your own, all right. these various things, but being with him, it, you, no. <laughs> you know? yeah, absolutely. And, and I think we do see that. I and, mean, you know, obviously we're taking this to an extreme, but it, it right. is okay to be alone or it is mm-hmm. okay to to not have the boss acknowledge every single thing we do or, right. you know, all of those things. We We are fine mm-hmm. ourselves. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And, you know, but let's face it, that's not what society tells us. Right. Right.
0: right. And the second we brag on ourselves, oh, <laughs> oh, some of those other words come in. Oh, yes. Um, and and it's funny because I've I've actually been doing more of that, mm-hmm. and and I've been doing it, um, because of some health issues that I have gone through. Mm-hmm. Um, I've it, it's been it's been an interesting journey. I am um currently being treated for breast cancer, oh, yeah. um, and it's October. Hello, Yay! everybody, go get your mammograms. There you okay. Go. Um. And, uh, but of, of course, through the process, lost my hair, all that. I actually lost my hair twice. And so I posted a picture on Facebook. I now have hair. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, you know, several
0: inches long, all these various things. And, um, I was all dressed up and had my makeup on all that good stuff, which I don't do a lot mm-hmm. of now, but, and, and that's been part of the whole thing is, you know what? I don't need mascara to go to Walmart. Right. Um, but I posted this picture and, you know, I had a friend take it, you know, I, I actually had somebody enhance it a bit to take away some of the wrinkles, yeah. but you know, some people I'm sure thought, well, look at that. She's posting a picture of herself just because she wants people to brag about her and compliment mm-hmm. her. Right. You know, in a way, maybe, you know, and, and i tell you what, I'll, I'll admit that because, but part of it is because you know, I do think that after everything I've been through, I'm looking pretty good. Yes. Um. But, you know, that could also be, you know, I think we have gotten, especially as women, we don't say, look at my new haircut. Mm-hmm. Look at this new outfit. Right. Or when we do, then we downplay it. Yeah. You know, it's like, look at this great outfit that I got at Goodwill or, yeah. you know, got on sale. You know, so. We're very it, bad we, in
1: taking compliments. I so yes. agree. Yes.
0: yes. yes. You know, and, and we do the second somebody gives a good compliment. And I did this with that picture. People were saying, Hey, that's great. And then I said, Oh, I have to admit it was enhanced, the wrinkles. And I'm thinking, Oh, bad me, bad me. Right,
1: right. <laughs> but, you know, that's the funny thing. And, and I think there is a, what, what you're pointing out is so important because there is bragging. Right. And then there's the opposite from bragging, but I can't think the word for it right now. And then there's just telling people who you are. Right. And, uh, you know, so let's call it moderation or whatever we want to call it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you can say, hey, I'm feeling good about myself and that's OK. Now, you right. don't want to say, you know, uh, to the whole rest of the world that you are the most. Well, you could. Kids do it all the time. But mm-hmm. it, there there is like a limit to what people can understand. But it's actually not you posting it or me posting it. It's, again, going back to their subconscious patterns of, Is she trying to intimidate me? Is she prettier than me? Should I do the same
0: thing? So it all comes Mm -hmm. back
1: to all that pressure stuff. Mm -hmm.
0: Right. (laughs) Well, and it's so funny because, you know, you you talk about when we were young, little boys are taught to run around and say, I'm the best. I'm number one. You know, I, 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 me, me, me. Mm -hmm. And little girls were told, go play in the corner with your dolls. Exactly. Now, the nice thing is the millennials and people like that are, are obviously learning far better, how to have better self-esteem, yes. you know, and, and, things like that. But yeah, my generation really was taught now mm, you have to be ladylike. Uh-huh. You don't brag about yourself, you know, all those various things. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And, and, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't want to say that all social conditioning is bad, but I do. Uh, because when we're looking at it, it's limiting us from being all that we, can be from all that we are meant to be. And that's Mm -hmm. just what's bothering me. Mm -hmm. However, and I have to put a little caveat on here. I don't anticipate that everybody is really willing and able to do that. And guess what? That's fine. That's absolutely fine. But the Mm -hmm. minute you feel a little inkling of what is going on here? Why am I not 100% happy-go-lucky with all of that? The minute mm-hmm. you say that that's when you actually not need to start looking at what is going on, whose life am I living, and all of that
0: right right and and when you examine it, you may come to the conclusion that you are in the place that is best for you, um you know, but then it's kind of nice to have that verification and that validation absolutely absolutely, and let's face it, we're also all human beings,
1: yeah, so there's nothing wrong with every now and then looking at somebody and saying. Do I look good? Right. Knowing that when you ask that question, you can have either answer, right?
0: Yeah, you know, we all love the cartoons of you know, honey, does this dress make me look fat? Exactly. And then you know, he's thinking, deal with it. There's (laughs) no way that I can answer this question. (laughs) You know, but on the other hand, you know, if somebody says
1: yes, you look stunning, Mm -hmm. then how do we react to that?
0: Right. Yeah. It should just be thank you. Exactly. And we have a really and not oh, I got this dress on sale or you know. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, so it's 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 an interesting process to, mm. to really review those patterns. And you mentioned that you have some worksheets and things. Uh, where could people find those? Well, um, there are there are two ways. I believe I have one
1: online, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is like if you sign up for there's a link from Facebook directly from my Facebook, okay. where you can get, you know, one of the worksheets. Uh, but the other thing is, you know, if somebody's interested, they can always uh, schedule a free consultation with me, you know, non committal okay. and all of that, just to see whether or not there's something that they want to continue reflecting upon, you know, starting a little bit more work on or not. Perfect.
0: Okay. Okay. And your website is very easy. It's just natalieforest.com. Yeah, I wanted to make it easy for people. Yes. I know. I know. Your your, your name really is Anastasia Beaverhausen, but nobody could spell it. Exactly. That. You know, I had to change a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, I love this discussion about patterns, especially because I have spent the last year mm-hmm. rethinking my life. Yes. Um, you know, what was I doing? You know, when you spend an awful lot of your time flat on your back, you do, you know, yes. start having, uh, lots of, of self conversations and things like that. But it, and then having obviously a a life threatening illness does make you go through that stuff too. Mm -hmm. But you know, it could also be that you're ready to graduate from high school. You're ready to graduate from college, you know, got engaged, Mm -hmm. all of those various things. There's, there's always time for this self-reflection.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think it's funny that you mentioned in your own situation because a lot of us, we don't necessarily start reflecting or thinking about some of the things we are doing because mm-hmm. we are on autopilot until right. there comes what I like to refer to as the wake-up call. Yes. And usually it's the, it's it's the divorce, week. the firing, yeah. the whatever. You know, but mm-hmm. it's, it starts with a small one, Like, right? You mm-hmm. know, the first time you might just, uh, you might just have, uh, let's say, a bad cold. Mm -hmm. You know, a bad cold, you're, you're laid up in bed with a really bad cold. I just had that, you know, for Mm -hmm. a week and you're wondering what Mm -hmm. is going on. Right. But, you know, it's just a cold. You can explain that away. So Mm -hmm. let's just say you didn't listen to that wake up call. Guess what? Next, a couple months after that, you break your leg. Right. Now you're laid up for four weeks. Mm
0: -hmm. Again, you sort of
1: have a choice at this point. Mm -hmm. Do you listen or not? If you choose not to listen, all is good. You're going to get another wake up call. Mm-hmm. you know and then having the biggest thing i think is being honest at that point in time right about what is really going on and how can i really change that or do i want to change it even mm-hmm. because not everybody wants to change it i mean there right. are some patterns that i know i have
0: and mm-hmm. guess what
1: deal with it <laughs> right it's okay yes. you know so i mean i think there are so many variances and and I always point out the variances because even though my purpose is to help everybody live their lives their way, mm-hmm. there is the caveat to it if you want to. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready, if you're still thinking about it, I still think you're a wonderful person. Right. I'm not going to force myself down your throat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you ha- You are okay the way that you are. Wonderful. Keep it up. Mm-hmm. So no question there. I'm just saying that those who are ready, those are the ones that, that you know, I usually end up working with.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and it might be something small. You know, maybe it is, you know, back to, to the, the, the person who's just mom. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and, and so maybe it's that all of a sudden all of her kids are in high school yeah. and she's got free time. So, you know, what do you do with that free time? Do you volunteer? Do you get a part-time job? Do you develop a hobby? Mm-hmm. You know, all of those various things. We all have these things that happen in our lives daily, exactly. you know, but, you know, and, and so it's, it's great to be able to stop and think, now what? Yeah.
1: And that's really, you know, that, that's really the nutshell version of what it is. You can mm-hmm. make all of this so much more complicated and right. you know a lot of people think oh my god it's a lot of work and all of this it really isn't mm-hmm. because think about how much love you're showing yourself mm-hmm. by just taking the time and it, it starts right. with little increments i mean i told i mentioned briefly earlier that you know i did that excursion of trying to live the life that everybody you know thinks is the right life mm-hmm. and you know it just it didn't work out for me but if you think about it It's where you start with little steps, whether that is instead of making your coffee, taking your coffee cup with you in the car and running out the house. What would it feel like if you actually had, let's say, 10 minutes more time and you took those 10 minutes Mm -hmm. at home, Mm -hmm. sitting, uh, you know, at your at your favorite uh, table or sipping it in bed, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So that's really what we're talking about, where it starts. And you can explore whether it's for you or not. And it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. any which way. If it is for you, great. If it's Mm -hmm. not for you, great. The -hmm. only thing that I usually ask people is to understand that we all have a purpose and we all have a potential. Mm -hmm. And the purpose, some of us live, some of us not quite. Again, no right, wrong, or in between. Mm -hmm. But it usually and this is something I found, especially after writing the book, that usually it's not just a social conditioning because we can blame all uh, we want on that. But it's the potential, the Mm -hmm. trust in our own potential that is missing. So putting all of that together, you know, what would happen if you start looking at what you used to do as a child, Mm -hmm. Are you still doing that? The other day I had a conversation with somebody. She was uh, talking about, I forget exactly what she was going to start doing. And it just resonated within me that that was the absolute inauthentic purpose she was going for. Ah. And so I went, well, did you used to do that as a child? Mm -hmm. And her reply was, no, as a child, I really loved to paint. Mm -hmm. Well... If you have a pattern of somehow always relieving your stress, for example, when you're painting and -hmm. if you can trace that, you know, throughout the last, let's say, whatever, 20, 30 years, then guess what? Maybe there's something there. People always think that our purpose is something uh, magical and that that it's something that somebody needs to tell us what it is. And the neon lights will start flashing no, and ding, 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 ding. They ding. don't, right? They really mm-hmm. don't. You just have to look at what you've been doing in your life. And it's mm-hmm. right there. But because we're on autopilot so often, we just don't look. Mm-hmm. And if you don't look, you can't see
0: it. Right. It's that simple. Yeah. Well, and of course, one of the biggest things is fear. Yes. You know, we we might think I need to do something different, whether it's large, small, whatever. But then fear holds us back, you know, that it's, it's the what ifs. And so how do you work with people to get them through those fears?
1: The faith in your potential. And so I really, I start way at the start for lack of a better term. And that was just redundant, but I start with you. Everything starts with you. So do you love yourself? Mm Mm-hmm. Are you confident in yourself? And the next question goes to, do you know your purpose? Okay. Once we establish the purpose, and I think I did a workshop once called uh, Be Brave. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, we we need to be brave to get all those layers of the onion off. We know Mm -hmm. that. But do you know your purpose? Do you have an inkling what your purpose is? That's where it starts. Once we realize the purpose we can still have a lot of fear, Mm -hmm. okay? I call that falsely archived recorded origin, okay? But anyhow, it's all falsely archived because everything that you have, you can look at from at least two different sides. Mm -hmm. This is where my historian training comes in, right? So you can look at it that way. So once you know your purpose, we still can get very, very scared. I remember I was Uh scared when I realized how big my purpose was. Mm-hmm. okay but then you say okay well if that is my purpose and it seems that the whole universe and everybody else understands that because they have been leading me to my purpose for the last 15 20 30 40 50 years and mm-hmm. apparently they all have the faith in my potential right right so i just need to work on my trust in my own potential mm-hmm. and once you are there once you have that authentic purpose you begin to realize the potential that you have and the support. There's something that, um, how should I call it? It's, uh, it's the power of vitality, really. Mm-hmm. Because when all of that comes together, just like when you and I, like, I- I'm using my hands right now talking, okay? Right, right. So I feel the vitality of what I'm talking about and how that I can impact everybody. And then you can't stop anymore. Mm -hmm. So now you have unleashed your potential. You're expanding your potential. And the fear Mm -hmm. will subside. Mm -hmm. Will you still from time to time sit down and think, what in heaven's name? Yes. Right. Right. Absolutely. You've been there. I've been there, right? Mm I mean, we go through that because we still live in the world we live in. Mm -hmm. We still every now and then have something pop back up in the back of our heads, you know, reminding us from when great grandma used to said, how dare you? Mm -hmm. But you work through that. That's why you need the support network. That's why you need maybe, you know, a mentor, a a, a consultant, a coach, whatever all those terms are, Mm -hmm. a mastermind group, you know, you name it. You need somebody to help you through that. Because what we often forget is that when we do internal work, we're really becoming very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And if we're vulnerable, and this is human psychology 101 if we're vulnerable we want somebody to hold us right and so the holding can be just by somebody listening mm-hmm. there there are many uh, conversations that i have with the people who choose to work with me and who i choose to work with where i'm saying you know for the whole hour of our of our consultation or our conversation we're not really talking business sometimes Mm-hmm. Because you first need to also hear where the person is. Right. You cannot work on on the brand. You cannot work on the marketing or creating a new program if the person is feeling a little in disarray internally. Mm-hmm. And if you were trying that, it wouldn't come together in the end. Right. So I always say, you know, get to the root of the challenge, because we're trying to always just look at the symptom. The Mm -hmm. symptom, whatever, doesn't matter because we all have different symptoms. But most of us have similar root challenges. And that's really what we need to get at. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and you mentioned having that support system. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because we... Also, will have the opposite. Yes, you and know, and they're not the anti-support, no. <laughs> but they're the people who are saying, you know, like your your grandmother, how dare you? Yes. or why would you do? Why would you think that you could go back to school at the age of fifty? Right, or you know, why would you want to change jobs? Mm. You know why and. and and whether they mean well or not, you know, there are obviously right. the people who are, are not meaning well with it. <laughs> Some people are, you know, but but there are the people who are, you know, tell me more. You know, yes. why are you wanting to do that? You know, it's if you've thought through this process, then you can address their concerns. And sometimes the, the way to address it is to say it ain't none of your business. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But but, you know, maybe it is a spouse, a coworker, friend, family who says, now, why are you doing that? You can say because. Mm-hmm. Ba, 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 ba.
1: And, you know, Deb, you just brought something up that is crucial. What I have learned in the years that I've been doing this, you know, officially or unofficially, mm-hmm. is that most of the time, your family members and loved ones are not your support system.
0: Right. So- and it's not. And uh, negative against yeah. them, it's just sometimes they don't want the status quo to change. Exactly. They love you the way you are. Right, right. Yes. And they don't want you to get hurt venturing off out into this new thing.
1: Exactly. So we got to give them, the, you know, that as well. Plus, let's not forget that very often, and we see that in everyday life situations, somebody who does not know you intimately or privately extremely well, mm-hmm. usually has the most objective advice or input doesn't even have Mm -hmm. to be advice input might be the better word you know Mm or the best way to analyze something left and right because they're not invested in it in that sense right they're invested Mm -hmm. in one thing which is having you be happy and succeed in whatever you want to succeed in. that's it Mm -hmm. right you know so yeah very important to remember that and Mm -hmm. that there are some there are some family members there are some spouses whatever you you want to, some best friends who are great at that support but mm-hmm. statistically speaking not so much
0: right well because a lot of times it's going to force a change on them yes. and you know and, and that can be very scary for them yes. you know maybe it is that that you're the the mom who's decided to go back to work mm-hmm. well that means that the kids are going to have to do their own laundry dad's going to have to cook dinner blah 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 right and you know is that a good thing is that a bad thing no i mean you know it's it just is exactly. you now granted just, yeah you know and but it's scary to them to think well, wait a minute you know how does this affect me is mm-hmm. is maybe why you know that people really get so caught up in that absolutely
1: absolutely because they're worried that when you change you will no longer love them You will know a lot, even it it doesn't even have to be the, you know, cooking or or driving or whatever, even though Mm -hmm. those are crucial aspects in our lives, it can go deeper than that. You know, Mm -hmm. they they don't have, again, they don't have that self-confidence that they're worth your love. So they're wondering Mm -hmm. if you're changing, will you stop loving me? Right. Right.
0: Or, you know, maybe it's that you've gone to your your employer and said, hey, I want to go back to school. Right. Their fear is that you're going to find a new job. Mm hmm. You know, and, and not need them any longer. Right. And so you have to know how to address those fears because maybe that is why you're going back to get a new education. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's not, you can't exactly look at them and say, well, yeah, it's because I want a new job. Right. You 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 kind of have to tap dance around it. <laughs> and, but but recognize that that might be why they are saying no. And, and, you know, but maybe it's because you think that you could bring more potential to that position. Right. They really would you know hopefully want to hear that and then want to help that yes
1: yeah you know it's 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 so funny i love how conversations or interviews work Mm -hmm. what i mean by that is you just mentioned the employer part Mm -hmm. and part of what i do is actually working on the the connection between leadership Mm -hmm. employee happiness Mm -hmm. and productivity Mm -hmm. And the biggest key that we find again and again in all of the data that we have, you know, whether it's Gallup, whether it's Forbes, is employee engagement. Mm -hmm. And so when you just mentioned training, because they're going back to school, they want training to maybe actually make more of a difference, be more productive at their current job. Mm -hmm. That is such a key point. The more engagement, the more training that employees get, mm-hmm. the more their productivity rises, the more their happiness rises. And you know how it is when employees or people are happy in one location, that spreads. Right, right. Versus the person who's worried, not wanting to admit that they're going back to school, but nobody cares what they're doing. They're like that, that little, I don't know, rotten apple. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to compare a person to a rotten apple, but that's all I can think oh, of. Right? Oh, right. You yeah, know? you know
0: what it yeah. is. It's they're they're kind of festering yeah. there, and they don't mean to. You know, most
1: of them don't even mean to. They're just mm-hmm. there. It's like what seventy three percent. If I have that number right, I think seventy three percent. No, fifty six percent are of employees today are disengaged. Right. So they're not doing it any harm. They're just not helping. The mm-hmm. problem are the ones that are i think like about 13 14% or so um, that are actively disengaged right you know they're the ones who go out and they say oh no you know you can't work here this place sucks and they're really they're not just the rotten apples right. sitting there they're like trying to revolutionize in the opposite direction
0: mhm yeah they're 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 deliberately
1: trying to to bring the business exactly. down and so you know that's what i mean when when you it really all ties in because mm-hmm. the employee who's not happy uh, you know, might also have self confidence issue, potential issues. They're not being right. valued by their employers. Maybe you have leadership that is n- not necessarily of the most committed communication method. Mm-hmm. Try not to be offensive here, I usually don't succeed, right. but that's why <laughs> you know work on with, with with companies, with organizations. How can mm-hmm. you get your productivity up? Key piece right. is the leadership team, as well as the employees. Patterns. Mm-hmm. What patterns do you have in your organization? Mm-hmm. So it all comes back to patterns and revolutionizing what we have. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to blow up in your face revolution, mm-hmm. because most big revolutions just start with one action or one thought.
0: Right. And and it is, it's all about, you know, it, looking at those patterns and determining You know, what is happening Mm -hmm. because of them, you know, back, back to the workplace. Maybe it's the employer's habit that first thing every Monday morning, they have a staff meeting, you (laughs) know, because that's the way they've always done it. You know, I, I love those. But You know, what happens is then you're behind the whole rest of the day Mm -hmm. because you didn't get to check your email. You didn't get to do all these things. And so maybe the pattern needs to switch to being a staff meeting at three on Monday or, you know, whatever. And, and we should never do anything just because that's the way it's always been done. right Um, You know, and I'm putting that in in my big, huge air quotes. I know. Me too. (laughs) You know, and and that's not to say it's wrong, but you just need to recognize maybe why it works. You know, maybe having the staff meeting at noon is fabulous because you, you know, you feed everybody, Mm -hmm. you give them a chance to talk about their weekend, you've improved morale, blah, 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 you know, and and so that's a good pattern and you want to continue that.
1: But... If you just have the staff meeting to have a staff meeting and everybody is bored. And if somebody uh-huh. was on a big project, but you don't allow that person to miss the staff meeting, uh huh, you know how that's going to end. You're just yes. doing it and everybody's unhappy and the whole mm-hmm. staff meeting is a waste of everybody's time. Right.
0: Well, and it trickles out to the customers and the clients and the whatever the heck it is that the, you know, you're, right. you're dealing with, you know, we were at something the other day, my husband and I, and, And the funny thing is, I don't remember the specifics, but I remember the person we were dealing with was cranky. (laughs) I mean, you know, you just knew she was not a happy camper. Mm -hmm. And she dealt with us and she kind of stomped off. (laughs) And I looked at Tom and I said, don't do anything more to make her mad. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, we had no idea what was going on, you know, in, in her life, but it it really affected because we got out of there as fast as we could. <laughs> um, you know, it was so, you know, it was. But, yeah, she was. And, and I'll say karanky. I uh-huh. mean, um, you know, and of course, we've all dealt with people like that, whether it's our kids or spouse, your friends, whatever. They, when they get karanky, run and hide. Yes. Yes. And, and, you
1: know, the other thing is, um, made me talk so much
0: hope you cut out just a little bit there. Say that again.
1: I want to switch things up a little bit, if that's okay Mm -hmm. with you, okay? Great. Because there's one thing that I really want to bring up, and it does fit with revolutionizing and what you do and what I do, because one thing that you do is you allow people space on your show to tell about themselves, talk about uh, things that are needed in this world, things that are needed in their world, which Mm -hmm. I consider as a term of service, Okay. And I wanna emphasize the importance of service. Right. Not the service with an agenda. Mm-hmm. You don't you know, I I don't see you as somebody who's hoping, I don't know, to get a million dollars out of having me on the show. Uh not gonna happen, right?
0: Like, say, how's that work? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've missed that. Right.
1: So, you know, you're having people on your show from all different walks of life that you think Serve your audience because the audience is the ones that you have a relationship Mm -hmm. with. So, service really has to be from the heart. Do we hope that sooner or later, maybe somebody's going to help us out? Most likely, that's called Mm -hmm. human. But there are a lot of people who do service with an agenda. Right. And so, that's also part of what helps you be successful or not. A lot of people who are serving. Whether it is, you know, at Thanksgiving, helping with with food for the homeless, um, whether it's a bigger project, we have a lot of nonprofits in the United States, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever their way of service is, small, big, all of it is crucial. Uh, Somebody I ran into the other day said, you know, just by somebody giving him a smile, that can make a difference. So service is key to our own inner happiness. Mm -hmm. And only if we can really serve I think I said that in India. Only if we know who we are can we really serve. And when mm-hmm. we serve, we feel better and we begin to you know, change. I'm going to use the show name a little bit. We, we mm-hmm. spark the light so much more. Right. Okay. So I want everybody also to consider that part of your own happiness, part of your purpose, part of your potential may reside in service and the level of happiness we get from serving, whether it's that smile or more, is really crucial. And it needs to be incorporated in everybody's life because human beings are herd animals. We mm-hmm. want to be connected. Mm-hmm. Social media and a whole lot of other stuff have really disconnected us. Right. right. So we need right. to come back together in that. And sometimes it's just lending a hand to somebody. Like mm-hmm. you're doing by asking people, hey, do you want to be on my show? So I get to talk about all the stuff that, you know, I care about.
0: Right. That, right. Is really... that I get to meet cool people. Yes. So see, you have an agenda. <laughs> I do. I do. But, you know, but, you but, what I'm let's...
1: saying. And then the same yeah. goes for employers. You know, don't mm-hmm. make people do a certain service that they don't care about. Right. You know, so just I, I want to bring that in because a lot of people don't really address the service piece. And I mm-hmm. think it's crucial for our world.
0: Right. Well, and, you know, this I know this could be an hour program all by itself, (laughs) but along those lines, talk to me about the women of global change, because you are the executive director of that. And we've got about five minutes left. Okay. so in in five minutes, tell us what the women of global change is.
1: The women of global change is probably one of the most accomplished uh, humanitarian organizations that is not constantly in the limelight. Um, Shelly Hunt, Dame Shelly Hunt, created Mm -hmm. this organization about 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I have not been part of it that long, but Mm -hmm. I was blessed enough to meet Shelly Hunt and to really connect with her. And Mm -hmm. she asked me to help in revolutionizing the women of global change a little bit. Okay. Which means the women of global change for about 15 years have been in and out of the United States doing a lot of important humanitarian work, whether that mm-hmm. was with the Ebola crisis in Africa, whether that is building a shelter or uh, wells in Costa Rica, okay? Mm-hmm. All that has been going on in the United States as well as out. And the, the Women of Global Change, Shelley Hunt has received a lot of high awards for it, mm-hmm. but they're not you know, like the Grammy Awards. So right. so she received the Humanitarian Lifetime Achievement Award from the President of the United States. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not in the media, right? So mm-hmm. who cares? But mm-hmm. she has never done this to get a lot of glory. Right, right. She's doing it to help people. And so when she mm-hmm. asked me to help out, I was on board. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And what we're doing now, which is revolutionary, is for the first time, we're really responding to the need in U.S. cities. There's a lot more Mm. to the story, but we're responding to the need or the request by our members, Mm -hmm. 500,000 strong and growing, to have chapters in each city. Wow. So 2016 and 2017, 2016, we started having chapters. You're down in Atlanta. We have a chapter Mm -hmm. in Atlanta. We have one in Denver. We're creating one in Las Vegas. We're going to have two in California. We're creating chapters all over the United States and overseas Mm -hmm. so that we are connecting the global humanitarian effort which we do on a consistent basis and with a one a yearly summit for seven Mm -hmm. days with the immediate need on the ground Mm -hmm. so in atlanta we're working with a with a children's cancer organization Mm uh you know and we're having year-long projects that we're working on We have monthly chapter meetings with a luncheon and speakers and business because we're also business people. Mm -hmm. The notion is, the motto is, you improve yourself, you improve your community, you improve humanity. Wow. And that's what we're working on. Everybody's like-minded. I mean, there are people in this group that change the world so much, but none of them look for the limelight. Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, that's why I'm a part and, and I, I'm i just excited because of how it's growing. We just went to Denver mm-hmm. well, like three weeks ago or something and blew that completely out of proportion because the people want this. So people mm-hmm. are aware of the importance of service and revolutionizing the way we do things. And it's just it's a beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, you know, that is exactly what I do. I, I help with that. I support that. And may I add, I serve. OK, Sheldon, myself, we all don't get paid for that. We just Mm -hmm. do it. And it takes a lot of time. But what we see happening in return is just it's just magnificent.
0: Right. Right. And sometimes when you serve, it only the the only benefit that you get is that it makes your heart feel better. And you know what? That's okay. Yes.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, how do people find out?
0: Wait, wait. How do people find out more about the women of global change? Uh, the website, okay. thewomenofglobalchange.com. Very easy, very easy. Yes, yeah. Well, Natalie, we've got just a couple minutes left. So tell us one more time how people find you and your book. You can find me on my website,
1: natalieforest.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, whatever social media you use. I'm likely there. And it's just my name. So I should be pretty easy to find them all over. Um, Mm -hmm. The book is in bookstores. You can get it from the publisher. You can get it from me. I'm traveling all over the place. So just let me know if you would like a copy and we can arrange for that.
0: Great. Perfect. Well, we've got a minute. So for people who are thinking, oh, my gosh, where do I start? What would you tell them?
1: Take five minutes, take five minutes for the next Mm -hmm. seven days Mm -hmm. and see, talk to yourself and see if your gut instinct tells you, you are living your own life. If your gut instinct says, I'm not living my life, I'm living somebody else's. I feel I'm missing out on something. Get in touch with me.
0: Okay. And again, that's natalieforest.com. Yep. Very cool. And, and, Folks, we're talking five minutes every day. This is not world-changing, earth-shattering things, but your world may change and your earth may shatter, but in a good way. And if you miss out one day, I don't believe in guilt.
1: There's a reason why you don't do it one day, but <laughs> right. try to do as much as you can. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Well, Natalie, thank you so much. This has been fascinating. I, I really can't wait to read your book and, and to to uh, learn more about what you do because yeah, we all go through these transitions, whether they're forced on us or whether it's just something where we're thinking, hmm, yeah, well, maybe it's time for a change. So I think this is, is has been a, a fascinating program, and I'm glad that, that I was able to talk with you.
1: Well, I'm just glad to be connected with you, and I want to make sure that when I come down to Atlanta, and I come there a lot now due to the chapter, that somehow
0: we'll get to meet up. Oh, most definitely, most definitely. So, you know, until then... We will just stay connected online. See, there we go. Back to social media. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yay! yay. Um, and but to everyone out there, have an absolutely wonderful day. And thank you again, Deb. Everybody have a great day. Thanks for listening to Deb Career, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques and trends for using social media.